Welcome to Slice, the podcast of the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association. Our vision is to see every church in Metro New York City fully alive and engaged in the global mission of God in Jesus Christ. Slice will give you just a small portion of what God is doing in New York and through our churches. I'm George Russ, your host. Thank you for joining us. You're about to listen to a conversation that we had with Pastor Narciso Montero. Pastor Montero is pastoring two churches in the metro New York City region. He is a native of the Dominican Republic. We talked with Pastor Montero about his ministry, his family, and what God is doing in and through him during these days of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, I'm so glad to have with us today Pastor Narciso Montero. We were talking prior to the beginning of this meeting uh, in my broken Spanish and his broken English, and we were going to try to translate each other uh, in this interview. And then another good friend of ours, uh, uh, Roberto Escobar, has dialed in, and he's agreed to translate for us. So, uh, bienvenidos, Pastor Montero. Muchas gracias. Dios Welcome les bendiga, mis amados. God bless you, fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, it's a real joy to see you, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, and your family. Es un placer poder verlo nuevamente. Comparta con nosotros un poco de usted y de su familia y de su ministerio. Amén. Eh, bueno, eh, como dice mi nombre es Narciso, eh, casado por 22 años con Elizabeth. My name is Narciso. I've been, I've been happily married for 20 years with Elizabeth. Tenemos cuatro hijos, una eh, adulto ya de 20 años y tres eh, adolescentes, 17, 14 y 10. So we have four children, oh, one yeah. adult, 20, 20 years old, and three adolescents, uh, 17, 14, and 10 years old. He estado en el ministerio pastoral por 21 años. 17 años en Dominicana, estuve pastoreando cuatro iglesias, eh, perdón, cinco iglesias, cuatro de ellas las planté, y ahora aquí en Nueva York estoy pastoreando dos iglesias, eh, tengo cuatro años viviendo en Nueva York. Okay, so I've been in, 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 in ministry for uh, 21 years. Uh, I've been pastoring uh, five, I believe it's five churches in, in total. Um, Four in in the in Dominican Republic, and now I, I'm here, past, you know, pastoring two churches uh, for the past four years. Wonderful. You so you have been pastoring two churches. Tell us about them. So estaba estaba pastoreando dos iglesias. Qué bueno. Compártanos un poco de eso. Sí. La primera iglesia en donde comencé pastoreando aquí en Nueva York es la iglesia La Palabra. Está en Corona Queens. So the first church that I'm pastoring is located in Queens, and the name is uh, The Word. Es una, por supuesto, una iglesia hispana, eh, pequeña, de, de mucho amor y de gran diversidad cultural. So it's a small church, but it's very diverse uh, cultural-wise, um, but it, with a great big heart. La segunda iglesia está en Westchester, específicamente en Terrytown. Y tengo dos años allí. Es una iglesia hispana también, pequeña, igual de mucho amor. 
And the second Hispanic church that I have is located in Terrytown. It is also a small church, but they're, they're full of, of love as well. Wow. When we were beginning this conversation uh, a little bit earlier, I learned that, uh, Pastor, you live in Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, and that's about an hour and a half away from Queens. Tell us a little bit about why you're living there. So, cuando iniciamos esta reunión, pues me supe que usted estaba viviendo en Waterbury, Connecticut. Eso es aproximadamente como una hora y media de, de Queens. Compártenos un poco eh, la decisión por el cual uh, vive en, ese, en esa localidad. Eh, bueno, eh, la razón principal es el, el costo de las viviendas en, en el área de la ciudad de Nueva York. Eh, el área, el espacio que teníamos era muy pequeño. Mi familia es un poco grande, como ustedes escucharon, y el presupuesto no permitía seguir viviendo allá en, en Nueva York y tener un poco más de espacio. Eso nos empujó a salir y conseguimos eh, una casa es, eh, cómoda para nosotros, espaciosa. Esa es la razón principal. Pero el Señor sabrá sus razones por qué nos trajo también a este lugar. So the main reason as to why we decided to live in Waterbury, Connecticut is because the cost of living um, in New York, our, our budget, uh, you know, and also our family is a, is a big family, as I have shared earlier, and our budget wouldn't allow for us to be able to have enough space and be able to, to supply the cost of living in New York. Um, so that's the main reason why we live in Connecticut, but God has his reason as to why he, he allows us to be there. So pastor, tell us about the, La Iglesia La Palabra. What is it? Why did you uh, sense God's call to come to Queens from the Dominican Republic? Pastor, compártanos un poco por qué usted sintió que Dios le indicaba que, que pastoreara la, la Iglesia La Palabra um, de venir de República Dominicana a, a Nueva York a pastorear esa iglesia. Bueno, es una historia larga, pero que quiero resumir brevemente. Eh, al principio yo no quería venir a, a Nueva York porque estaba trabajando en Dominicana en lo que me apasiona, que es la plantación de iglesias. De hecho, la iglesia que pastoreaba en ese entonces eh, la había plantado yo. Y al principio no me gustaba la idea cuando me lo propusieron, pero prometí por lo menos orar. Okay, so first and foremost, um, it wasn't my decision as to why we decided to come, uh, and it was never my desire to come up this way, um, mainly because back in Dominican Republic, my main desire was to plant uh, churches, and, um, and I was proposed uh, the possibility of coming up here, um, but I still was hesitant, but I did, uh, I did commit to saying that I would pray about it. Ese proceso duró aproximadamente tres años, eh, casi tres años, en el 2014 en, eh, me lo propusieron y ya a final, finales del 2016, eh, principio del 2017 fue que vine a pastorear aquí a eh, La Palabra. So, I was, this proposal was brought back to my attention back in 2013. We, it was a long three years uh, of praying and, and finally made the decision in 2016 to move up here from Dominican Republic and, and pastor uh, the current church. Luego, 
quedé convencido de que el Señor nos llamaba para acá y al estar aquí me he dado cuenta que verdaderamente era la voluntad del Señor venir acá. He aprendido mucho, pero también eh, mi visión misionera se ha ampliado. Antes solamente pensaba en Dominicana, pero ya oro por muchos países de Latinoamérica. Estamos involucrados con varios países de Latinoamérica. Era la voluntad del Señor. So I was confirmed that uh, this was the will of God for him to allow me to come up here and pastor uh, this, this congregation. And uh, my, my heart as a missionary is still, uh, is still alive. And we do pray for a lot of uh, uh, Latin America up here. Pastor, tell me uh, or tell us what were some things you learned about ministry in New York that uh, you didn't didn't know before you came here? What have you had to learn how to pastor here? Pastor, compártanos un poco las cosas que ha tenido que aprender que que antes de venir acá a Nueva York, pues tuvo que eh, no sabía y lo aprendió durante el transcurso de su eh, pastorado. Eh, sí, eh, mi iglesia es hispana. Hablamos español, pero eh, la cultura no nos entendemos algunas veces y al principio fue un desafío para mí. So at the beginning, obviously, my, my church is a Hispanic church, Spanish speaking, uh, but, uh, but there was a, a, a clash with the culture here and we just needed to uh, adapt uh, at the beginning. Hmm. También los horarios. Eh, el ministerio es un gran desafío en la ciudad de Nueva York en donde los horarios son tan diferentes, eh, los horarios de trabajo. En Dominicana, eh, yo podía hacer un horario típico pastoral. De hecho, yo salía eh, varias veces en la semana a hacer visita pastoral sin avisarme a los hermanos y llegaba y compartía con ellos. Aquí no puedo hacer eso. Tengo que avisarme y, y, y ahí con algunos que es difícil conseguir un horario para visitarlo por asunto de sus trabajos. So the challenge is, uh, the biggest challenge that we've been having is the, uh, the work uh, schedule here. Uh, very different from where uh, I was uh, pastoring in, in Dominican Republic, where I would normally, uh, during my day, go out and visit uh, fellow uh, members um, without um, letting them know ahead of time. But because of here, because of the work schedule, we've had to adapt and we've had to actually uh, notify them with ample time and, and schedule uh, those uh, meetings. That, that, is, that is different for here. You're right. Eso es diferente acá. Sí, completamente. También el clima. El clima. En Dominicana yo tenía un verano permanente trabajando <laughs> eh, eh, al aire libre todo el tiempo. Aquí no lo puedo hacer así. So the weather also plays a big role uh, because obviously in Dominican Republic, we have uh, warm weather all year round. So it's easier for us to, to do things out in the open. Uh, but here I have to take advantage of the good weather because when the weather does, uh, you know, get colder, then it's, it's a little bit more challenging. And let me remind each person listening, if you have a, a question you have for Pastor Montero, you can put that in the chat and we'll try to get to it. 
Pastor, tell us about uh, how COVID has impacted uh, your church. Pastor, compártanos un poco cómo es que COVID les ha impactado a su congregación. Terriblemente. Eh, todos aquí sabemos que por donde comenzó en el país el COVID fue fuertemente en la ciudad de Nueva York. Dentro de la ciudad de Nueva York, el condado de Queens ha sido siempre el más afectado. Pero dentro del condado de Queens, el área de Corona, Elmos y eh, Jackson Hayes eh, es el área más afectada. A grado tal que todavía estamos... Eh, en, en color amarillo. El 60% de los miembros de la iglesia se enfermaron en la palabra del COVID, incluyéndome a mí, a mi familia. Nos enfermamos en abril, eh, mayo del año pasado. Fue terrible la situación. Well, as you know, um, New York was the biggest, uh, the, the epicenter of, of COVID at the beginning of, of this, this pandemic. And more precisely, um, the, the area of Queens and in the, in the areas of Elmhurst and Jackson Heights and Corona. Um, unfortunately, 60% oh, of our congregation did get um, infected with COVID, including myself and my family back in April and May. Um, so it, it's, it was a terrible uh, time as a congregation. Wow. You've had to do something. Go ahead. We, we were so worried. Okay. Estuvimos preocupados al principio con tantos hermanos enfermos, pero gracias al Señor ninguno falleció. Hemos visto la mano de Dios obrar en nuestras vidas. Hemos visto cómo el Señor ha sanado hermanos que estuvieron muy mal, pero gracias al Señor todos salió bien. So we were definitely worried uh, because as a fair 60% of our congregation got infected. Uh, we, but we have seen that, you know, the, the, the hand of God be able to restore health in, in our members. Um, we've seen miracles uh, performed in, in these people and, and, and praise the Lord that, uh, that uh, no one uh, passed away during this time. Pastor, that was my next question to you. Uh, we like to call these God stories, uh, stories of what we see God doing in uh, people. Can you tell us one of those stories? Eso era mi siguiente pregunta, Pastor. Um, estas reuniones es, es para compartir eh, historias de, de Dios, de las cosas que Dios está haciendo. ¿Puede compartirnos alguna de, su, de la historia que ustedes han tenido? Amén, amén. Por ejemplo, una de mis grandes preocupaciones al momento de cerrar la iglesia era cómo íbamos a hacer contacto con los hermanos. Y nada, de manera providencial pudimos trabajar con, primero con el Facebook Live, después con el Zoom. Y el testimonio es que a través de estas vías el Señor ha alcanzado. Tenemos nuevos creyentes en la iglesia que fueron a través del Zoom. De hecho, en la iglesia de Terrytown tenemos una célula en Colombia ahora mismo, en una comunidad que se llama Mosquera, en donde eh, tenemos nuevos creyentes allí. Todavía no hemos conseguido una iglesia para ubicarlos eh, por el mismo proceso del COVID. <laughs> Go ahead, Roberto. <laughs> okay, so, um, so one, of, one of the biggest concerns that I had was when we had to shut down was how would I maintain contact with our members? 
But thankfully, with the platforms, we started to use Facebook Live, um, and then we transitioned to uh, Zoom. And I can see that how the Lord has actually used these platforms to reach out to the to those that need to hear the good news of, of, of Jesus Christ. And we've actually, uh, from Terratown, we actually have, through the platform of Zoom, we actually have a small cell of new believers in Colombia. Um, we still haven't been able to uh, you know, position them in, in, in the actual church over there. But because of the platform of Zoom, uh, we've been able to reach out to more people uh, with the good news. That's remarkable. What a, what a great encouragement to hear that. Es increíble, de verdad, escuchar eso, y eso es uh, motivador. Uh, Pastor, uh, I guess one or, one or two final questions. Uh, what are you doing personally as a minister to stay healthy, uh, not just physically, but spiritually during a time like this? Pastor, la siguiente pre pregunta que le tengo es, ¿qué es lo que usted personalmente está haciendo para mantenerse saludable, no solo físicamente, sino que también espiritualmente en estos tiempos? La pandemia nos ha llevado a mirar más al Señor porque nadie estaba preparado para esta pandemia y el hecho de no estar preparado nos hace acudir más a Dios. Hemos tenido que orar más. Providencialmente el Señor me había enviado, digo providencialmente porque un día eh, chequeando los libros, encontré un libro de Timothy Kemen, eh, es este libro se titula Caminando con Dios a través del dolor y el sufrimiento. Y he aprendido eh, cómo Dios obra en medio de todos estos procesos, de cómo la mano de Dios está presente en todo esto. Más oración, más estudio bíblico, ha sido, entiendo, la clave en todo esto. So, so, the, so the biggest thing that I've been doing is, is, uh, is actually seeking out the Lord, because none, none of us were prepared for this. And one of the things that I've learned from reading the book that I, that I shared with you on the screen is that, uh, you know, in times like this, we need to be more, clo more close, walk closer to the Lord and, and rely on him above all. Mm, wow. What a great story to hear how we can lean into this situation, lean into walking with God Christ closer uh, during a time like this. Uh, Pastor, finally, how can we uh, pray for you? Eh, por último, Pastor, um, queremos saber qué, qué podemos hacer para orar por usted. Sabiduría, sabiduría que el Señor me dé para guiar a mi familia a continuar en el Señor. Eh, tengo cuatro hijos en la adolescencia. Sabiduría para la reactivación de las actividades especiales de la iglesia, porque ya vislumbramos de que podremos reactivar nuestras actividades en cierto tiempo, todavía no, pero en cierto tiempo. Y también cómo vamos nosotros a atender las necesidades de la comunidad. Porque tenemos muchas personas que perdieron seres queridos, personas que fueron muy sacudidas por el virus en el área donde está nuestra iglesia. Así que necesitamos la guianza de Dios en todo eso. So the biggest thing that you can pray for us is for wisdom. Uh, wisdom so that I can lead and guide my family. As, as I shared with you, I have four adolescent children. Um, so I need wisdom to be able to guide them. Also wisdom for, for us to be able to, uh, hopefully, uh, because we're seeing that hopefully we can start reactivating some activities with our church, our congregation, that the Lord can, can guide us into how to do it safely and appropriately. And also wisdom so that we can, uh, you know, 
supply those needs of our local community. And because there have been many people affected in our community, in our local community uh, by COVID, and people have passed away or have been uh, or have, are still struggling with the infections. So the biggest thing that you guys can pray for us is, is for wisdom, for God to provide our wisdom. Well, Pastor Montero, I want to thank you personally and on behalf of all the people on this call for uh, being with us uh, this morning. Thank you so much for you, for what God's doing in you and uh, through you to, to bless uh, the churches that you serve. Pastor, en nombre de todos nosotros en esta reunión, queremos agradecerle por haberse aceptado la invitación de estar en esta reunión. También le agradecemos a Dios por lo que él está haciendo a través de su vida y a través de su congregación. Y gracias nuevamente. Amén. Gracias a ustedes. Para mí es un grato placer, es un honor el estar con ustedes y poder compartir y aprender de ustedes y orar los unos por los otros. Qué maravilloso. Muchas gracias y gracias a Roberto por ayudarnos con esa parte de la traducción. De nada, de nada. So thank you, thank you. The privilege is mine. Um, it's a great honor to be amongst each and every one of you and also to, to pray for each and every one of you. Um, and thank you once again for... Uh, for Brother Roberta for uh, uh, translating uh, today. So I want to ask Pastor Fred Scott if he will pray for Pastor Montero. Uh, as you know, uh, the island of Hispaniola has two countries on it. One is Haiti. The other is the, the Dominican Republic. And uh, Pastor Scott is uh, one of the leaders in our Haitian uh, church families. So Pastor Fred, uh, on behalf of uh, uh, MNYBA, uh, pay for your, pray for Pastor Montero and, and his church. Thank you very much, um, Judge Wilson. Thank you for the opportunity to pray for my brother. Lord Jesus, uh, we thank you for accepting the, what you did for us. We thank you for your blood. Your blood is still available. And your, your blood is still have the power that you had before. And you are among us. We cannot see you like the disciple I saw you walking with them, but we know by faith that you're walking among us right now. We thank you for our brother. Brother Montero, Lord Jesus, it is my brother. Not only in you and Christ, but we are brothers in the island of Haiti and Santo Domingo. May your name be glorified in his life. You heard his voice already. You don't know what he needs. You know. He needs wisdom. And that's why you say that whenever we need the wisdom, we ask, and you will give it to us. So we ask. You ask. You, you tell us to ask, to obey. So you obey today. Among us, he asks every one of us to pray for him. What a smart man. We thank you for his family. We thank you for your choice. You, you pick him among all the others. You decided to say, this one is mine. I'm going to put him aside to preach my word, to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he answered the call. But now he needs you more than ever. We know you're going to guide his children as this age and this country. 
You, you're the only one that could save them and give them the wisdom. The father will try to understand, the mother will try to understand them. They, they, they are in a position where they're going to decide what to do. They're the system, the education system in Santo Domingo is not the same over here. So Lord, he needs you. He needs you to, for his family, and he needs your Holy Spirit for his, uh, the, the, the church that you give him. May your name be glorified. Let us pray together. Let us support each other. Let us never forget, my brother, and pray for him wherever you are. we are. Lord Jesus, help him. Grow his ministry day by day, and let him hear your voice and obey. We thank you for MNYBA. Oh, I will never know about that if that was not for the meeting that we have. Thank you for George Ross. May your name be glorified, Lord Jesus. In your name, we pray to the Father. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Slice, the podcast of the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association. I hope you enjoyed listening to Pastor Montero and the translation that we had from Spanish back into English. This kind of dialogue just illustrates the reality of what it is like to be on mission here in Metro New York City. Check us out on our website, Facebook page, and other social media for additional opportunities for training, fellowship, and dialogue on what God is doing here in New York City. Thanks for listening.